we, we, we aren't going to be going through the book of Acts. I know, we, I, I know we were three months into Acts of a year's journey. Oh my gosh. I know it was only supposed to be like a, a, a five, six week series that turned out to be like, how many? Eight, 14 weeks. 14 weeks. Yeah, so... Um, as we, uh, as, as, as we transition into a new time and a new space, I just felt that uh, we need to um, pursue just something different for this next season. And so uh, we are going to be looking at a series, and I've titled the series, Live Beyond the One. Uh, now, Living Beyond the One is not the one person that got lost. Hey? Um, we are still called to reach the one. And, um, but in our week, there is 168 hours. And approximately, on average, we each spend one hour of that year in church. So there's 167 hours that, you know, we spend elsewhere and we do other things. And our theme for the entire year was deeper, to grow closer to God, to grow deeper in His Word, because it was all about facilitating growth in our lives. And so we really want us to become passionate in our walk with Jesus. We want to become um, serious about our faith. And that means that the 167 hours that we don't spend in church needs to start looking a little bit different. And so I just felt like this would be a great opportunity, new everything, to start this new series. And um, we need to live beyond the one hour we have here in church. Because that is the only way we are going to grow. So the question that I, that I was pondering on is like, so how do we do that? You know, it's, it's good to say, hey, we need to live the 167. But how do we do that? And uh, so I sat there and... I was just thinking about how do we walk this? You know, we, we need to figure out how to do it so that we can walk in the purpose and the calling that God has for our lives. So I'm going to ask you guys to quickly turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. And uh, we're just going to read two verses from verse 24 to verse 25. that right? Yeah, Matthew 7, 24, 25. 17. Is it right? No, Matthew. I'm in the wrong book, guys. I went to Mark, guys. I'm like, you know, these, they, they all look the same. Am I going to get into trouble about that? Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And so I'm just going to take the first time we are back together in church to talk to you um, and, and just open how we live beyond the one. And I'm going to be preaching from this title, Can I Get That to Go? And before we, we, before we unravel that, can we pray? Uh, 
Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your blessings over our lives. And I pray that day by day we will grow closer to you. As we open your word, may it speak to us. May it open up to us. And may we open up to your word. And may we grow. It's all about growing. And so, Father, we pray, teach us, draw us in. And, Father, help us grow in our relationship with you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Um, anybody like leftovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that doesn't like leftovers? Um, I've, got to, I've got to let you know, I've got family members um, that, uh, Alison and myself, we were just married. And we went to go visit family, and we had a braai. And what's, what's, what's better than, um, you know, next day braai meat? Nothing. Nothing. And I walked to the kitchen, and I opened the fridge, and I'm like, there's no braai meat. And I'm like, oh, they probably put it in the other fridge. And I'm like, I'll wait for breakfast. And so I, I waited, and my wife wakes up, and I go, hey, babes, what's for breakfast? Anything you want, my love. I'm like, can I get some, some braai meat? She's like, there isn't any. I'm like, did they finish everything? Um, no, they don't believe in next day braai meat. What did they do with it? You see that little dog over there? I'm like, no! I'm like, how dare you? I'm like, it's like that, is, that is not biblical. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I can't do this. But uh, we, we really love them still. <laughs> but we, we, we love leftovers. Some days I feel like we're the crudes uh, because we don't know what leftovers are anymore. I've got a teenage boy and... <laughs> and his brother that plays rugby, and they eat nonstop, and so they challenge their father. But I, 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 love the, I, I love the whole concept of leftovers. You know, like when you go to a friend's house, or someone invites you over, and they have the best food, and they go, here's a container, take some home. And, oh, it's just so amazing. Or when you go out to have supper somewhere, and you sit there, and you can't finish, and you go, yes, can I get that to go? And it excites me, because I know tomorrow... I'm going to enjoy what I had today as well. And everything just feels so amazing. And, and that is the heart of this whole series, especially how I'm, uh, the, the verse that we, we read today and, and the title of today is, can we take home what we do here in church? You know, in order to, um, to, to see us grow in the 167, we go, hey, what I did here in church, can I get that to go? Not, not just sit here, not just stay here, but it needs to move. That's how we build a foundation that is not shaky, that, that is firm, that is strong. But it's, a, it's, it's built on, you know what? It's a faith that I take home, take home faith. Can I call it that? It's not take away faith, it's take home faith. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, 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 I'm married. No, you can't take me home. Someone else does that. <laughs> oh, man, this is going wrong. <laughs> so, the, these two verses come from the end of Jesus' sermon where he's, he's preaching to a crowd on the mountain. And he's talking to them and he's telling them, you know, this is what um, a true life of pursuing God looks like, and, he, and, and, and there's three chapters that he goes through, and he explains to them what, how they should live, 
And he ends it off with these two verses. And I love what he says. It's like everybody who doesn't just hears it, but does it. And, and that's the thing that got me thinking, what is it that we need to do? In the 167 that we do in the one that will make our lives different, and this is the answer, it's everything. Everything we do here is what we need to take into the 167. And uh, there, there are these four words. The first one is prayer, word, worship, and people. People that have the same belief, people that will encourage us, those kind of people, it's like when we go home, we don't just fellowship with people here, but we have people that will pray for us, that we can come around, or that can come around us, that will encourage us when things get tough. And these are the four things that will help us build on a foundation of faith with God. See, we do all of these things here in church. Hey, we come together, we pray, we, we, we worship we, we hear a word, we get in the word, and then we hang with people over coffee. Um, it's more godly if there's food. And so when, when we do things like that, yeah, we should train our minds to think about, hey, if we take this home, we will be encouraged and we will be excited to see ourselves grow in the rest of the week. Because if this year is the only hour that we pray or worship or read the Word or spend time with like-minded people, it's going to be very difficult when storms come our way. We can't just build our foundation of what we hear here. It's got to be something that we take home because when, when it comes to building foundation, Jesus is talking to them and He's like, when you hear this, and do it, you are building on something. Because it's not just something you've done an hour. It's something, how many of you guys know, if you're training, you can't just train one hour a week. Okay? You can't. Trust me, I tried. I trained a long time ago, <laughs> and it didn't work. But you have to do it consistently. Otherwise, you know for a fact, if you only train once this week, and you come back next week and train again, your muscles are still going to be sore. You're going to be stiff again. You're not going to see the growth, and that's the same over here. So when it comes to building a foundation, the most important thing when it comes to building anything is your foundation. And so the first thing that we need to have a look at is we need to check our depth. How deep is your relationship with Jesus? And that can only be marked with how often, how much time do you spend in his presence? Do you spend talking to him? Do you spend worshiping him? Do you spend in, in encouraging each other with people that, that, that understand the word and that want to share the word with you? Check your depth. It's like a building. The taller the building, the deeper the foundation. It's the part that is not seen but it's the part that keeps the scene up. So if you want to be that person that walks tall, no matter what comes your way, you've got to get deep. You've got to get deep during the week. And deep can't just happen here. It's an hour and then we go. 
It's, it's just an hour, and then it's like, kids need to be bathed, husbands need to be fed, wives need chocolates and back rubs, and then boom, it's over. Guys, okay, brownie points? Yeah, there we go. A good foundation is built daily, not one hour a week. Most storms that come our way, how many of, if I ask you, if we sit down, if you run a crowd to everybody, storms in our lives are unexpected. No one goes, hey, on the 25th of this month, there's going to be a storm. You know, sometimes it feels like that. Hey, we look at that date, but most storms that we face are unexpected. And so we need to make sure that our foundation is ready before the storm comes. But this is the good thing about who Jesus is. Even in the midst of our storm, we can still build on our foundation. It doesn't just have to be before, but I'm encouraging you, before your next storm hits, go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Um, we've got these friends. Uh, before Alison and the family and I moved to Cape Town, um, we, we, had these, uh, we have these amazing friends, and before we left, um, the husband was diagnosed with cancer. And he, he's actually a, he was a cancer survivor at, before this. And, and, and they were just amazing. They would encourage us. They, they, they would pray for us. They, they, man, if we wanted to do something, they'd be the first ones to back us. And they would, they would, they would send us word and scripture. And they, they were just the happiest people. And it was just a few, a month or so that when we planted, that we got word that he passed away. And so we go to the funeral and, and we, we, we chat with the wife and, and the kids and they are just saying how faithful and how good God is. They were just taken through one of the world's craziest storms and they came out of it going, you know what? God is still good. God is still faithful. And, and, and this, this, this lady, we, we still phone up when we're going through stuff, and she goes, you know what, Milo, Ali, I'm praying for you. Or she sends us words that when we're going through, this is what God is telling me to tell you, and this is what I feel. And she's always still encouraging us, even though she's gone through that, she's still standing. And our foundation needs to be like that. It's built on a relationship with Jesus Christ, so that no matter what comes our way, you still stand. You see, they didn't just praise on Sunday. Praise was what they did every day. They didn't just pray once an hour, one hour a week. Prayer was their lifestyle. They would sit in their chairs day in and day out and just read Scripture, not prepping for anything, not trying to fight someone with a word. They just sat in it always, constantly, and they would surround themselves with people that love Jesus as well. And this is why, no matter what happens, they go, I'm still standing. You see, we need that kind of faith because when we have that kind of foundation, we will still be standing, we will be stronger, and we will be in awe of what God is still going to do. But it needs to be a faith that we take home. It can't just be something over here you know what you need? Something that, that, that I learned from them is you need experience. It needs to be an experience. Paul writes a letter to a church in Ephesus. Uh, we, we went through the book of Ephesians. It was way shorter than Acts. 
And uh, there's this church in Ephesus, they're having an amazing time. Hey, with, if you look at it church-wise. The church is growing, people's lives are changing, more people are coming to know Jesus. The church has just exploded, but then they are going through a storm. Because people are getting saved so fast that the businesses around them, pagan businesses, you know, that thrived on selling idols, aren't making money anymore. And so now they're persecuting the church. And Paul hears about it because it's one of the churches he planted. We would have gone through it in Acts. And he writes to them, and he writes this, Ephesians 3, uh, we're going to be from verse 14. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, remember this, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and this was our verse at the beginning of the year, how deep is the love of Christ. But can we quickly focus on verse 19, because it says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. In verse 19, there is the word, to know this love. And, and I found it very interesting. It's the first time that I came across this. That no is not a no that we always seem to use. Because there's two no's. To know something intellectually and to know something through experience. And there, Paul is writing to them and encouraging them that I hope that you would experience this love that surpasses all knowledge. You see, our foundation can't be built on what we hear others have done. It should be something we live out. Painful. I hear it sore. But you have no idea how fun it is until you experience it. Experiences changes your life forever. I remember Ali, uh, when she was pregnant with our first child, man, we had plans. We had so many. I, I bought a PlayStation. Hey? And, and Ali goes, why are you buying a PlayStation? I'm like, it's to help you, babes. To help you. Because when the baby wakes up, I'm going to take him, and, and I'm going to sit there by the TV, I'm going to put him in his chair, I'm going to rock him, to sleep while I play, you will sleep. You can read all the books, you can hang out with all the people, you can watch all the movies. You won't know what a baby does to your life until you get them going, you can take this one home. I'm like, what? We got home. Man, I thought it was like death. I'm like, oh, he won't sleep. Oh my gosh. That PlayStation never saw my fingers for months. <laughs> um, Ali and myself, we actually, I think we went for um, couples counseling because I slept through everything. <laughs> she woke up, she rocked the baby. I still do, sis love. 
But you see, it's, it's, it's the experiences that change us. And you will never really truly understand what this is, this love that surpasses knowledge, if you don't experience it. And we can't just experience it if we just sit here and take it in one hour a week. It needs to be something we massage into the 167 that after we leave here, it needs to become so a part of it. We need, guys, can I say, can we pray? I was chatting to the guys um, in, um, uh, in our team time, a really short team time this, this evening. I was like, we, we need to pray. Whether we feel like it or not, you need to pray. You need to get home and you need to put on worship music and you need to worship. Whether it is a good day or a bad day, you got to read the word whether you feel it's going to speak to you or not. Just do it. Because that is how experiences are built. It's when you do something consistently. It can't be someone else's experience. How many of you guys have lived on someone else's experience? Like roller coasters. Um, there, there's, uh, my wife and my oldest son, uh, they have an experience that I am yet to try out. What They went paragliding. Man, and I heard it's cool. Heard it's amazing. But I saw their faces when they took over. <laughs> of lion's head. <laughs> and you will only have an opinion until you experience it. It's the same with our faith. We will only have an opinion until we experience all of this. Because there's only so much we can experience from this one hour until we go, hey, whatever I've done here, I'm taking that home. I'm taking the word. I'm taking it home. I'm not prepping a sermon, but I'm going to learn about Jesus and what he has for me. I'm going to pray until something changes. Man, they're not putting me on the worship team, but I'm going to sing at home. They can't evict me. They can't kick me out. He married me. I have to sing. <laughs> But it's an experience, and, and, and so can I ask, you only get that when you take it home with you. When you go, hey, I'm not going to just have a chair, can we get this to go? But in order to get an experience, you need a moment. We all need moments. There was a time not so long ago, we were going through something. And I walked up to my wife and I told her, babes, I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I, I've got no creativity in me. I've got nothing. I can't, can't come up with a, a message. I, I can't put anything to paper. How am I going to do anything for the church? And my wife looks at me and she goes, when last did you have a moment with God? When last did you just not prep a sermon, but pray and just spend time in his presence. Where you just put on worship music and just laid there and enjoyed the presence of our Father. When you read your Bible and not thought about what you're going to preach out of this, but just enjoyed reading. And I told her, babe, I don't know. And you know what my wife says? Well, you know what you need to go and do? You need to go have a moment with God. 
Yeah, I was expecting her to go, I'll help you prep your sermon. Heck, I'll preach for you, babes. But that's not what she did. She's like, you, you need to go have a moment. You need to go have a moment where you just be in his presence. And it has been something that has fueled me since then. In the morning, I wake up with a cup of coffee and, and I go out and I want to pray. And then I just sit there and I, I put on music. And um, my friend, what's his name? What's the hairy one in our house's name? Graf, Graf, not Jaden, Graf. <laughs> My dog, we just sit there, we, 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 we sometimes put on music or I just lay there on the floor and I, and I just go, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And in those moments that I lay there, he just loves me back. I, I want to share this quickly. Revelations 2, God speaks to the church at Ephesus. This is the same church we, we, we just read about a few minutes ago. It's the same church that has been doing well, but has been facing challenges. And, and this is what God says to John in Revelations 2, in verse 3, it says, You have persevered and endured hardships, for my name, and have not grown weary. Guys, can I, can, I, can, I, can I speak that over our church? Man, we have gone through so much. We have looked for buildings. We have changed times. We have, I don't know what you have gone through in your life, but can I just speak this over? You have persevered and you endured hardships for my name. God is saying, well done. Well done. You have not grown weary. And then in verse 4 he says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. See, we need moments with God. And there were times when, you know what, we need to go, Hey, this professional thing that we call doing church, needs to come to an end. We just need to put it aside and we need to go, hey, can we just be in his presence? Can we have a moment with God? We want to create moments with Jesus here. We, we, we come together and we spend time with each other. We, we're not professional Christians. I don't know what a professional Christian looks like. I clearly don't dress like one. They usually have hair. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you don't know what to pray. Can I just encourage you? Just talk to him. You know, like at first time when you learned how to pray, just like, yeah, I am, Lord. This is what I need. and This is who you are. Can we just have a conversation? You know, I mentioned quite a while back, in order for us to start conversations with each other, we need to already have known how to have conversations with God. And so I'm asking you, can, 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 can we put being a professional Christian aside where we want the, 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 the skilled musos, and they're amazing, to lead us into worship, but can we go, 
I'll sing at home. I'll sing in my car. I'll sing. No, I don't have to sing in the supermarket. But I'll pray wherever I am. I'll read your word no matter what day it is, even on holiday. Because holiday, it's, you know, it's a little bit of comfortableness where we actually take our foot off this building a foundation. But it should actually be, hey, even in those moments, can I carry on? See, it's all about moments. Moments lead to experiences. And experiences give us depth, which helps us stand on a foundation that doesn't move. So can I ask you, can we take this to go? Prayer, worship, word, and people that will come around us and go, you know what? No matter what you're going through, your highs, your lows, your goods, your bads, we are here with you. Can you be a people to someone else? Because as we build our foundation, we can help others as well. Can we pray? Father, I just want to pray over each and every one of us. May we have moments with you. As we, we, we leave church now this evening, I ask that tonight when we go home, may we have a moment. Tomorrow's Monday. We don't like Mondays, but can we have a moment with you? Through the week that lies ahead, through the load shedding, can we have a moment with you? Through the weather that changes, can we have moments with you? Father, we want to have our own personal experiences of you in our lives so that we don't get to live off someone else's, but we get to tell people about what you have done for us. And Father, I pray that as we, 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 we have moments and we in, like, just have um, experiences, I pray that we will go deeper, deeper into your word, deeper in a relationship with you. Father, may we build a foundation that is so strong. So when the storm comes, even though we are battered and bruised, we are still standing. We are stronger. And people can see how good, how God is. And so I pray over each and every one of us, Father, through this week, may our moments draw us closer to you. May it help us grow. Help us take this home, Father God. May we not complicate a walk with Jesus. Thank you for making it so simple. Bless us, we pray. Amen.